we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for July 5th, 2021. Okay, we're going to kind of stay on the same subject here. And this is a little bit of a dicey area for me. This next one, I got this email this week from um, a pastor, calls himself a pastor, from Canada. He's in Ontario, Canada. Okay. And um, <clears throat> Pastor Henry Hildebrandt. And he said, thank you for your ministry and the Canadian content is much appreciated. Just wanted you to know about this church in Ontario, which was locked down by police and the church has been fined several times. So I click on the video and it's entitled police sheriff move in to lock the doors of a meeting house of the church of God in Alamire. Okay. So I'll just, I'm opening that link right now. I'm not going to play this link. Okay. But this is, um, this is this pastor. Henry Hildebrand. This is his church. Okay. Um, and they came in and they were having service and um, they basically made everybody leave the church and go out in the parking lot and they locked the church. They locked them all out of their own church. Okay. This is yet one more act of total tyranny that um, is going on. Okay. And I guess looking at the videos that I'm seeing here, they've been targeted quite a bit. Now, I sent this to a few of my listeners and they were like, whoa, that church looks strange. They're, everybody, the women are in prairie dresses and it looks like a cult and I don't have a good feeling about it and I don't like the whatever. And I, I'm like, all right, well, let me look at this a little bit further. And then this is how God does things with me. I'll typically get convictions about things or I'll get emails out of like the blue about something because i wasn't even i was going to mention this i was even thinking about playing clips of this but then i got other videos that came in and another video where it showed pastor arter Pulowski in one of these it's the church of god of restoration is the full name one of these uh and one of these church of god of restorations preaching they have a very very like uh, almost like it, it, what it remind the, the people remind me of there's an LDS sect of Mormonism that believes in polygamy and I, you, I don't know you probably seen um, they, they they had to like move out to a certain county or something or different counties in Utah or whatever where I guess polygamy is still legal and the, the Mormon church kind of had to like oust them but it's still a sect of Mormonism and like you have some old lecherous guy that's got like, you know, 10 or 15 young wives and they're all dressed in prairie dresses and the whole nine yards that goes along with it. Okay. The way that they portray themselves and the, they, the, this church looked like that. It looked like the very, very similar dress style. Okay. Which is always a red flag to me because I don't see any Bible for that. I don't see any Bible where, yeah, it, it says women are to dress modestly. And I've mentioned that many, many times in about tight-fitting clothes. And men are supposed to dress modestly too. But when you start to look like Jedediah Springfield and, and the women are all in prairie dresses and they, you look like you're, you know, like Mormons from like the 1800s, like Brigham Young. And I start to get the red flags start to appear because I, that to me is like some kind of bondage, some kind of law system some kind of um 
doctrine that they've got in the church that in typically you scratch below the surface of that and then it's a whole lot more than you can even imagine and that's what i found here okay i didn't go looking for this fight okay but it was dropped in my lap and i'm not gonna not cover it okay and so I saw another video again where Pastor Arter was preaching in one of these churches, and I'm like, man, is there any kind of bad place that Pastor Arter doesn't go to preach? I mean, it's just I don't, Rodney Howard Brown, Holy Ghost bartender, Daystar, he's yoked up with like gay groups and all this stuff, and and now this, he's with this Church of God of Restoration. It's like, ah, uh. now will I still defend? Do I do I agree with what the police did going into this? Uh, pastor sure no i don't agree with it at all i think it's satanic i do but i wasn't going to even go into this this week because nobody hardly any i didn't even know what the church of god of restoration was and my listeners might be like yeah i don't care about this it's some call who cares go on to the now well what i'm telling you is i'm going to play you a clip and this is a teaching type of thing because what I'm telling you is that there are, and we're going to cover this after this, there are f over 40,000 denominations. Pseudo, many of them are pseudo, meaning they're fake, Christian denominations worldwide. Okay? Many of them are just flat-out cults. Like, I believe this. This Church of God of Restoration. Just a flat-out, overt cult. Okay? And I'm going to prove that. I'm going to prove. I'm gonna, you're going to hear it out of their own mouths. I'm not gonna, it's not going to be anything, but you're hearing it straight from their apostles or their uh, 12 disciples that they've, yeah, they got 12 disciples. Yeah, you heard that right. And is the Bible says in Romans 16, verse 17 and 18, to mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but through fair words and, you know, these types of things good words and fair speeches they deceive the hearts of the simple 40,000 plus denominations worldwide and we're going to talk about this next but i would say i don't know how many of them could be classified as a cult but i would say it's a huge percentage at this point huge this is just one of the many many cult and the reason that i want to play this video and the reason i believe i got convicted to play this video is because so many of the same things you're going to hear in this video are going on in other, whether whether they're overt cults or whether they're on the verge of it or whether they're just a control freak. So much of this same dynamic I've seen with my own eyes in other churches. And I'm going to play this video so you can understand why I keep telling people to be very, very careful of who you're listening to, who you're yoking up with, who you're sending money to. Who you're, who, which church you're going to? Because uh, because of whom of, of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. And these people that are in these cults are in total bondage, but they don't see the chains. So what is this? Who is Pastor Henry Hildebrandt in the Church of God of Restoration cult? Who are who is this? The Church of God of Restoration is a pseudo-Christian denomination cult. Now I put the pseudo and the cult in there that was founded in the 1980s by Daniel or Danny Wilburn Lane who died 
in September 21st, 2011. Lane was raised in the Church of God Anderson, where his father was a minister. Members of this cult believe that they are ordained by both prophecy and divine command to restore the Church of God as it was in the days of the Book of Acts and believes that it alone is the only one true church. And there's a link to that if you don't believe it. Now, think about it. Most of the 40,000 plus Christian denominations out there all believe that they're the only ones that really got it right. If they didn't, why would they, why would they be having services? Do they, do they think, well, if they, if they thought they didn't have it right, they would join some other Christian denomination that was better than theirs, wouldn't they? No, but they're, there's over 40,000 of them. And they, most of them all think that we're the only ones that really have it figured out if you really get down to brass tacks. This, is, this cult is no like all the rest where they believe they're the only true church. And I just got my, my the, the level of pride and arrogance and lack of humility and lack of really fear of God that goes along with that kind of mindset you're all going to have you're going to have nothing but spiritual disaster in an environment like that most of daniel lane's beliefs in the revelation of scripture originated from some ministers who had left the church of god of anderson reformation movement 30 or so years earlier so some guy is in some church way back and he believes these guys in this church of God. And so then he starts his own cult. This is how cults get started. Well, I think the Bible means this. And I'm going to go start my own religion based around this. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that's how almost all cults get started. You know? The Church of God Restoration teaches that the sounding of the seventh trumpet which doesn't occur until we're way into the tribulation, the latter half of the three and a half year tribulation. They believe, though, that that seventh trumpet referenced in the book of Revelation began <laughs> around the same year, which is 1980, that Daniel Lane, their founder, was saved. I mean, okay, so now, now we're getting into the red level insanity stuff. So evidently, we were back in the tribulation where the seventh trumpet sounded back in 1980 when good old Danny, Dan the man, Wilbur Lane got saved, supposedly. He never got saved. Because if he really got saved, he'd have fruit that bore that out. And his fruit was rotten to the core, baby. Started his own death cult, took a lot of people to hell along the way. That's how I view it. But yeah... Yeah, the sounding of the seventh trumpet reference to the book of Revelation began around the same year when good old Daniel Lane was saved. Isn't he special? Isn't he special? The Bible says God is no respecter of persons. But he's special. And you're going to see that same sickening, pride-filled theme the whole way through this rotten, rotten cult. And there's thousands of these things out there. That's why God says not to be ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of you. A variation of this seventh seal message had been taught 
in other churches of God for approximately 50 years prior to this point. But I guess Daniel Lane kind of applied it to him when he got saved and started his own cult. Oh, good. Okay. Well, you know, whatever. A big part of the video below comes from the hard work and effort of Adam Pamer and has put together information about this cult. Adam is a former member of the cult and his wife and children were taken from him by the cult when he left. Now, what you're going to hear in this little audio that I'm going to play is that's common practice. That's what they do. You leave the cult. If you're a guy, then they take away your wife and your children because evidently they've got that kind of power because it's a cult. It's not too far off of Jim Jones, okay? They got that kind of power. And then they strong arm you and strong arm you. And if you agree to come in, they'll brainwash you. And I'm, I'm sure there's probably physical things that go on until you come back in line. Because they're so of God. Because that's what Jesus did, right? When, when, remember there were times when like a lot of people left Jesus? He chased after every single one of them, twisted their arm until they all came back. Browbeat them, did all kind of weird mind control stuff to them, and that's what Jesus did, right? No, he never did that once. You want to go, go. You want to come, come. Jesus didn't force anybody to do anything. It's called free will. But not cults. No, no, no. Because they're of the father, the devil, and of his works they will do, they will try every dirty, nasty trick in the book to get you to come back in line and be a good little cult member. Now, the reason, again, I'm focusing on this is just this is what happened this week. This was the 900-pound gorilla, and this is going on all over the planet, this same dynamic in cults that call themselves Christian all over the planet. So apply this broadly to the other pseudo-Christian cult denominations out there that do very, very similar things. Maybe some aren't near as overt as this, but maybe they're a lot more subtle. Well, Satan was the most subtle beast of the field. But most of the time, you're just going to wind up in hellfire when you follow these things. Whether it's subtle or whether it's like a, you know, crowbar upside your head. Whatever their tactics they're using. And to top it off, the cult's leaders made false accusations against him to get him arrested. Of course, the lies didn't hold up in court, though. You can read more about Adam's story and the evil deeds of the cult at Adam's website and social media at um, cultbusters.us. Now, I don't know what this guy's theology is. I mean, it, I have no idea. Okay, it might be really off the wall. But the fact remains is what we're going to hear is right out of the horse's mouth from these supposed apostles or these supposed disciples of this cult. You're going to hear it right out of their own mouth. Okay, so there's this Facebook channel, all the stuff. Now, I'm going to play this video. And we're going to hear this. Okay, so who is Henry Hildebrandt? What is the Church of God of Restoration about? You might have heard of Henry Hildebrandt in the news recently. Now, it's not like, it's not this voice the whole way through. It's, you're going to hear a lot of theirs, but just so bear with it, please. ...from Aylmer, Ontario, who claims to be fighting for the people's rights. But who is Henry Hildebrandt? And what is his Church of God restoration about? Many people have supported Hildebrandt in his protests against the government, but do not know who he is or what his beliefs are. This is so indicative of, of now, I mean, every week I got to give big, gigantic caveats against Pastor Artipolowski, the guy that was just wearing the priest collar with long hair. I mean, it's just, uh, I'm sorry, but it's like, I can't not warn you about it. 
as a watchman. Publicly, Hildebrand identifies himself as a pastor, but in the cult called Church of God Restoration, he is known as an apostle, one of eleven, under the leadership of their chief apostle, Ray Tinsman. So Hildebrand there's eleven done. apostles. Ray Tinsman is the big grand poobah. And here's a here's him talking, this this big this big um oaf of a guy. He's talking here and um at one of their meetings and this is apostle ratis but he's the main one and he's got 11 other apostles okay so you could see the parallel with the bible kind of thing you know i'm surprised he doesn't call himself jesus this is live from an oklahoma city doctrinal meeting november of 2020 some wild things i'm talking about brother henry the apostle he's done some wild things so this is henry hildebrandt the guy that emailed me good it's been good there's been some wild that brother be out preaching, holding the Christian flag. <laughs> With my blessing, by the way. This reminds me a lot of really, really hardcore Baptist, independent, fundamental, King James only. I've, tried, I've been there. I've been there neat, neck deep, okay? <laughs> that just the way he's preaching, that I got the backbone of a redwood, boy. I'm going to show you what a real man is. That's the kind of vibe I get when I'm listening to that guy. And a guy like that will intimidate a lot of people. I think they chose the right guy from a satanic standpoint to be their main dude. I've been there, done it. Of course, I haven't done it, but I've been there, experienced it, I should say. Because I would never, ever want to do this to people. Off-spoken preacher can be an angry speaker at times, like when he spoke about a member who left his congregation. Hildebrandt actually wished this former member would have a car accident. The day that they left, we severed our relationship, and it tore my heart in that sense. But I knew it this is Henry Hildebrandt. Now, this could be construed as not exactly a car accident, but trust me, we're just getting started here. This is the probably the least. I mean, this is like one of the things you could say, well, he didn't really mean a car accident there. He said he, about the wheels coming off. It could be it could be construed or interpreted either way. Trust me, hang on. You're, you're, you're going to hear a boatload that you'll have no doubt. Because they need to go about Some of them had a, had a fairly deep place in my heart, okay? We severed our relationship and haven't talked since. I have no interest, I have no interest in, in furthering or nurturing uh, what they're doing and wishing them all the best and, and hoping that, no, I don't wish them all the best. I wish that their wheels comes off. Well, so I, when you're excommunicated from the church, you were dead to them. He wants your wheels to come off. You're destined for hellfire. And that's it. They, they, they cut people out because that's how cults have to be. It's all in or nothing. And you'll see this theme over and over again with these sick devils. I realize that this could be interpreted as hate speech. He discourages his followers from having pictures of their relatives who are not part of their cult. He says he does not want pictures in his house of one of his own sisters who is not part of this cult. He tells his followers that they would be better off having pictures of dead people in their phones than of their own relatives. Listen, don't you? This is Henry Hildebrand again. 
ever dare show me a picture of your backslides in life. Oh, and here's a guy who's literally leading his own cult, calls himself one of these apostles, taking people to hellfire, but he's Mr. Sanctimonious up there, so don't you dare show me a picture of one of your backslid. You yourself are backslidden, you stinking devil! You're taking people to hellfire! You are! And you have the audacity to say this about unsaved people? You yourself are not saved! We have, as saints, zero interest in hanging up the family pictures in our homes with our backslidden folks on there. Do I really want, do I really want to walk in my house that God has given me? Do I really want to walk in the house on a daily basis and admire these wicked people? My dear sister, what Julia, a sanctimonious devil. What a sanctimonious devil to say something like that. Wicked people when he himself is the, is the head of his own little local cult. And again, this is the kind of horrible, satanic, cultic mindset that you see. And they call themselves Christian. Okay? One of the 40,000 plus denominations out there that fall under the umbrella of a Christian church. You're listening to this message. I have no picture hanging in my house from you. So I would say, I would say, if you have a phone, and these you are all different clips that this person put together of them speaking, and so that it's not opinion. You're hearing it right out of their own mouth. Definitely want to have a picture of the backslidden person on there. Then this is what you do: go to the funeral home. The next funeral that you go to, take a picture of the dead person in the, in the casket and put that on your WhatsApp for your relative so that you can keep on saying it, seeing it. Uh, are, you, are you following me? Yeah. So just so I will remember that they have died, okay? And then if at 3 o'clock in the morning you can't sleep and you want to look at a nice picture, bring up the WhatsApp picture and look at the person in the casket and see if that helps you to sleep. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I want to be reminded that this person has died, has died, has died. So if anyone is permitted to have any information on them, I'll tell you where to bring it. Bring it to the ministry and the ministry will sift it through and see what the relatives should know about it. Hildebrand also... So what the sift through, what, what the relatives should know about, I mean, everything is controlled like the Communist Chinese Party. You got to do everything, everything that you do, see, say, it has to all be filtered through this stinking death cult, okay? And what he said about the, the taking the picture of the person in the casket and putting it on your phone, I mean, that, we're talking some really sick cookie stuff, if you ask me. I mean, that's some weird, weird stuff that, now, I, I'm not saying that, you know, I think what he's trying to do is discourage anybody to take any picture of any relative that's not a part of their cult. And if you do, only take one of them in fresh in the casket. So you'll know that they're burning in hellfire because they weren't part of our stinking cult. And every time you look at your phone, you'll be reminded of the fact that they're burning in hell. They're dead. They're dead. They're dead. Like he was screaming. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, it's hard to get into the mindset of, of, of these types of monsters. And I call them monsters because they're my enemies. They are my, my avowed enemies. I, 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 anybody that's doing this type of stuff is my enemy. Claims he can forgive sins and that he can decide if he forgives a person's sins or not. <laughs> I have personally experienced in the very recent past where we are praying for somebody to be saved and the Lord spoke to me during prayer and tell them and told
told me, tell them their sins are forgiven. I said, Lord, I, I don't, I, I, I don't say that. I, the Lord said, I said, tell them, tell them that their sins are forgiven. I said, Lord, I will obey you. So I looked at the person. I said, your sins are forgiven thee. Oh, really? I said, yes. God said I was supposed to tell you your sins are forgiven. Thee. Okay. Now, here is the essence, okay, of when you really have Satan start to come in to somebody like this, some pastor. It doesn't even need to be a pastor. It could be somebody, some prophetess or supposed prophet or whatever. Oh, God spoke a word to me and told me. And you know how many times I heard that in charismatic circles? And then a lot of times I acted out on what they said God told them to tell me to do. And not one time did it ever bear out that it was actually real or truthful. Meaning they weren't hearing from God. Now, I've, I'll be honest. I've never had an audible voice of God speak to me something never one time now i'm not saying that it's never happened or couldn't happen but most of the time in the bible um you know if, if you look at that it's typically not an audible voice of god that's giving you moment by moment and some people it's like that's how they live that moment by moment i'm i'm, I'm i understand you can get convictions from god and that's how i tend to tend to operate but an audible voice of god okay here's the thing test the spirits if what that voice in your head that's saying it's god is telling you to do is unbiblical i could have swore the bible said that jesus christ is the only one that can forgive sins you got to go through jesus christ to get sins forgiven you go directly to him you don't go as a mediator through a pastor or a pastor doesn't come to you and say you're absolved of all sins like it's no, it's hardly any different th than a Catholic going to a confessional and saying your sins are forgiven. You say ten Hail Marys and whatever else penance you got to pay, and then your sins are forgiven. Well, he's doing the same thing. He's acting like a priest, and God, if it was really God, would never ever tell, act like a uh, this supposed apostle preacher can go and absolve sins. Only through the Lord Jesus Christ, through his shed blood, his death, burial, and resurrection, are our sins forgiven. Not because some man or woman says so. And no man or woman on the face of the planet has that power. God will share his glory with no one. So see, if he had any kind of real humility in him, he would have known that that was not the voice of God he was hearing. Because what that voice was telling him to do was absolutely, totally contrary to the word of God. But you know what? Next time he hears the voice, he's going to do whatever it says. And then they go before the congregations and then they'll say, God told me this. God said this and God, and as soon as I start to hear that, I'm out. I'm, I'm typically out because I've never one time in my life seen anybody that consistently says, God said this. They always, they always ended up turning out to be frauds, frauds and liars or in some weird cultic belief system. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm not saying God can't speak to you, but it's typically not like moment by moment where, you know, here's the thing. It doesn't even matter. All you have to do is compare it with scripture. What is truth? The Bible says thy word is truth. That's the gold standard. If whatever you're hearing does not line up with the word of God, you're not hearing from God. And you, you need to rebuke that devil and tell him to flee in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But 
This is the basis for cults most of the time. Pride comes in, the money comes in. You're going to hear about the money later. Oh, the money. Oh, yeah, that's, the, that's there in spades. And when, when those two factors come in, all thinking becomes totally clouded. And the devil comes in and their spirits whispering and they're not God, but they'll pose as God all right. If Satan can transform himself into an angel of light, the Bible says it's no marvel that his ministers can appear as ministers of righteousness. Henry Hildebrandt, these other 12 apostles, all these people on the hierarchy of this church of God of restoration, they're all of the devil. They're all Satan's ministers. Every one of them. Every single one of them. They're all Satan's ministers. They would never ever tell you that. They'll tell you that they're the only true church on the planet. And then I'm going to hell for saying such a thing. Or I'm not because I'm not part of their cult. I'd gladly stand before all you 12 supposed apostles. You and me stand before God right now. I'm not saying I'm perfect. But bless God, I'm not doing what you're doing, man. I'm not trying to lead my listeners into hellfire through some works-based devil cult that has the strangest, most weird, wacky garbage that you're telling your adherents to do, and you're going to hear about some of that in a second. <laughs> the Lord said, if you forgive their sins, they are forgiven. And if you want to stand up... I'll so he's giving, supposedly this voice is telling him, if you forgive their sins, they're forgiven. So now he has the power of Jesus Christ to actually forgive sins. He's got that kind of power. He must think he's really special the apostles in this time let me tell you something when the lord tells us that your sins are not forgiven they're not forgiven well i'll pray to god you won't pray to god and, and if you're not here this morning and you're listening to me and you're rebelling against the church you will have to come by brother henry hildebrandt and you will have to ask brother henry hildebrandt if you can be forgiven so if you're doing something the church perceives as whatever you better come to Brother Henry Hildebrandt, not God, not Jesus Christ, not Father God. No, no, no. You come to Henry Hildebrandt, and he'll tell you if your sins are forgiven. What rank, stinking blasphemy. And hear all the people. Sounds like a Baptist camp meeting. Screaming, amen. We want more. We want more lies. We want more lies. Tell us more. All the demons that are in those people, love it. That's what you're hearing, demons. He says he is fighting for freedom, yet his followers do not have the freedom to have a Facebook account or watch a YouTube video unless it's from their own cult or they get permission from him. He enforces yeah, because they, they're afraid they might learn the truth about how they're being duped. The, the worse a cult is, the more of this type of behavior you'll see because they really want to clamp down on you. They really want to control the narrative. They want to make sure you don't have any access to outside information, any other disgruntled people that have broken free from the cult. They want to make sure you've got no access to any of that because they're of their father, the devil. Strict dress code on his followers. Do his followers have the freedoms he claims to be fighting for? In reality, this fight for freedom is a publicity stunt by the Church of God Restoration, as this cult believes in a prophecy that in the final days, people from the outside, including from other churches, will flock to their church, huh. which they claim is the one and only church you can find salvation in. Exactly. With this so, 
Okay, so according to them, they're the only ones saved on the planet. So according to them, whatever, however little this... I mean, it's, it's a decent-sized denomination. They have the stinking, satanic audacity to believe that every single other person on the planet, other than them, are going to heaven. We're all destined for hellfire. Every one of them that are... But you know what? That's typical of most cults. They're, they're going to say the same thing. Again, I'm trying to use this as a teaching moment because there's a plenty of other. Guaranteed, I got a lot of listeners that have experienced a lot of this type of weird satanic behavior done to them by supposed Christian churches. So this will this will hit home, but it's good to be reminded of this. Publicity stunt on YouTube, Facebook, and WhatsApp. This cult hopes to recruit the people who join them in their protests, including congregants and pastors from other churches. In spring 2020, the cult initially started to make masks to give away to get some publicity, but then decided that protesting would give them more publicity and followers. <laughs> the Church of God Restoration was founded by a man named... There's Dan good old Danny Lane. I wonder how Hellfire's working out for old Danny. He's, he's the one that they said the seventh trumpet went off when he got saved in 1980. And he kind of hodgepodge some weird religion together and kind of like started his own cult and it became this Church of God of Restoration cult. Here's old Danny, hellfire, burning in hell. I wish you, could, I wish they could all see Danny in hellfire right now. I really wish all every single member of this cult could get about spend about five minutes with old Danny in hellfire. Guaranteed, their ranks would go down to most likely nothing in one day. Now, what would be more merciful? For them to spend eternity in hellfire and then the lake of fire? Or for them to, you know, be hung out over hell and, and see old Danny? We should pray for that. Seriously. In the name of Jesus Christ. They need that. They need a wake-up call. All cults need a wake-up call like that. Lane. Lane, who died in 2011, claimed to be of a line of prophets going all the way back to the Old Testament. <laughs> Members of the cult have also claimed he was the fourth angel mentioned in the book of Revelation and that people are saved through him. He's the fourth angel in the book of Revelation. This Danny dude. <laughs> oh, the arrogance. I mean, you, I hope you're seeing what insanity. But see, this is this is not out of the norm. There's thousands and thousands of these cults like this in Christianity, supposedly. And they're not Christian, but they call themselves. So here's some guy that's going to tell us about old brother Danny, who's dead now. I want to tell you that Brother Lane held the seal. So this Danny Lane held this, was it the sixth seal or something? Because he was like the fourth angel or something in the book of Revelation. <laughs> I can't even... I can't keep a straight face of this stuff. Amen. Amen. And if you, you, you remember, you remember, if you wanted to get saved, you got saved his way. So whatever, if you want to get saved, it wasn't what the Bible says. <laughs> no way. You're not saved by grace through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast through the Lord Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. No. For God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. No, it's but by Danny. That's what God really meant to say, but by Danny. Not through Jesus Christ. That's what he's saying. And this is going on all over the stinking planet, this same dynamic in other cults all across the planet. Amen. Or you wasn't saved. Amen. Oh, yeah. Right. 
Well, Brother Lane, I think this is I think this is what the scripture says about salvation. <laughs> because it's so obvious and plain what the scripture says about salvation. Now I don't know what Bible they're reading. It's probably not a KJV. But it's so clear and easy, and that's the way it's supposed to be. But see, they would have a lot to overcome because the Bible is real clear on how to get to the Lord, on how to get to Jesus Christ. But see, no, no, these devils, these 12 devil apostles, and then Danny Lane, who died in 2011, their chief apostle, the fourth angel uh, out of the book of Revelation, who holds the, the sixth seal of Revelation, he told you how to get saved. It was through him. And now his 12 disciples that he left behind, now they do it. It's their way. It don't matter what the Bible says. All matters is what they say. Come here. Yeah. <laughs> right. You get in my way. And I'm right and you're wrong. And, and, <laughs> and you know what? He was. And if you wanted to be right, you had to be right with him. If you want to be right, you had to believe what he believed. So if in other words, you want to be right with God, you had to believe what Danny Lane said, and if you want to be, you know, right in any way, right with God, you want to get saved, you had to do it Danny's way. This is just, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite this bad. This is, this is some of the most rank, blasphemous garbage I have ever seen in my life as a Christian. After Danny Lane's death, Ray Tinsman became the leader of the cult. Now that's that's the big guy up there all bowed up, no place to go. Got his big beard and he's ready to kill somebody. Big old backbone like a redwood boy. Ray Tinsman and the rest of the leaders elected themselves as 12 apostles, <laughs> claiming that part of they the Bible... They claim themselves to be 12 apostles. Oh, let me just back up on that hair. ...elected themselves as 12 apostles, claiming that part of the Bible is actually talking about them <laughs> and not about Jesus' original apostles. Oh my I want to share with you real quick. So, the original 12 apostles, they're, they're all, that's all a lie. Paul and Mark and, and all the, Luke, all the original apostles, they were, no, 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 no. The Bible got it all wrong. They were talking about these 12 apostles even though that makes no chronological sense whatsoever. Because these guys weren't even born. They, you know, they're born about 2,000 years later. But they've got the... Uh, they're so demon-possessed to the toenails. So full of pride that they've actually conned themselves into thinking that evidently when the Bible talks about the 12 apostles, they're talking about <laughs> these guys. Two of them are women. As well, this is just insane. That the names of these apostles of the Lamb are not talking about Peter. So this is one of the. This is this is one of the. Uh, they've got. I, I, they believe in diversity. They got like three. Um, I think three black uh, apostles, and and then they got two women, and then the rest are white guys. Okay, so they got they got that rainbow diversity on there. Kind of, they don't got any transgenders on there yet. But um, they got that. So I, I want you to know they're politically correct there. But this is Stephen Hargrave telling us evidently about this whole dynamic here. I want to share with you real quickly that the names of these apostles of the Lamb are not talking about Peter, James, and John and the original 12. 
It's not talking about that. It's talking about a different 12. It's not disconnected because there's only there's one ministry, one church, and the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. So there is no disconnection, and we don't do wrong to refer to the original 12. But in context, it's not talking about the original 12. This is talking about another 12. Do you want to know the names? I mean, you talk about twisting scripture. I mean... I, I, everything that comes out of their mouth is total rank blasphemy commingled with lunacy. I, I just, I, it's, not, it's unlike anything I've just about I've ever heard. One of the names is the, the, the only name, the name that is above all names on this creature okay so the name above all names jesus christ right no it's something a little different of god's creatures the governor of the world the judge of all this world okay so the governor of the world the judge of all this world the name that is above every other name let's wait wait for it wait for it we're gonna hear it is the chief apostle our very own brother D Ray Tinsman. <laughs> that's that's the big old with the beard and the, well they all got beards but the the big old boy up there stomp around like he's like the 800 pound gorilla alpha male in the room. Yeah, so he is the name above every other name and the chief apostle and the everything. The grand poo ball rolled into one man. He is the Mac Daddy, awesome. That's him. He's here on the planet right now, just so you all know. I was wrong about Maitreya. It's him. He's the one. He's the coming awaited one. <laughs> this is how stinking deluded things can get in these cults. And you hear the people screaming and cheering it on because it's just they're all demon possessed. They're all demon infested. And um, they're they love it they, it's like when that bible verse says my people love to have it so it's 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 indicative reminiscent of that give honor where honor is due and i believe that i'm due some honor oh he's on and so here's this devil tins tinsman or whatever talking he says i believe i'm due some honor <laughs> oh yeah Listen intently to that which I have to deliver to you. And if tonight you consider me as your leader, and I trust that you've looked beyond Washington, D.C., and I trust you've looked beyond Ottawa, and I trust you look beyond Mexico City and other capitals of the world, and that by now, through the preaching that you have heard in the past few years, that you've looked past that and you realize that your real leaders not only your real leaders, but the leaders of the world and that of deliverance won't come through Washington, D.C. and won't come through Ottawa or won't come through other capital cities of the world. But if there's going to be a deliverance to rise in this time, it's going to arise by the leaders that are in front of you. <laughs> the cult's leadership. So in other words, they're going to deliver planet Earth. The 12 apostles of the Church of God Restoration Cult. With Danny Tinsman or whatever leading the way. 
They're that deluded. They're that demon-possessed that they believe that stinking lie, and so do their followers, for the most part. I got to believe there's some that are, you know, thinking, man, this is insane. What am I doing here? But they probably feel like they don't have a way out. As far as telling their congregants to pray in the name of the cult's apostles, in a sermon preached by John Friesen, one of their elders. I began to pray, and I said, Lord, I come to you in the name of our chief apostle, Brother Ray Kinsman. The cult formally... They're replacing Jesus with, the, I come to you in the name of, of Brother Tinsman, their chief apostle. So Jesus Christ has been kicked to the curb, and there, this is how insane these devils are, okay? Prohibited members from seeking medical help, and still does to a large degree. In one case, one of their apostles, Elizabeth Opal, claimed that God had told her that he would heal one of their members who was ill. And if he wouldn't, then God was a liar. Okay, so God supposedly told this one of their apostles that he was going to heal one of their members. And if he didn't, God was a liar. Now, the person doesn't get healed and dies. Okay, so what are they supposed to do with that? Well, like you do in every other cult, when the prophecy doesn't come to pass, you just ignore it and go on like it never happened. Or I guess you can call God a liar, but see, God never spoke that to any of them. It was just the devil. It's almost like the devils are up there doing this stuff, knowing that they're going to be, even the devils are going to look like frauds, but they don't care. They want to see how dumb that these people are in this cult and what they'll put up with. The level of insanity that they'll put up with and still keep coming back for more. If this person would die, she would send a text message to the other apostles and they would raise him from the dead. Oh. The Lord showed me that he's going to heal Brother Dietrich. He said, if I don't See, do... See, notice the theme about all this. It's always the Lord showed me. The Lord spoke to me. The Lord said, go to, go to God in the name of Brother Tinsman. The Lord said, you can forgive sins. No, God never told you to do that. And this is what happens when you deviate from the word of God, the King James Bible, that you get off on all into left field chasing fly balls. And this is how all, almost all pseudo-Christian cults get started. Because people start letting pride come in, and then they start believing their own garbage. They start believing these voices in their heads that they think is God, even though what they're saying doesn't line up with the word of God. They start their own cult. They think they got it all figured out. And Satan's loving it. I'm a liar. And when he told me that, I said, Lord, you're going to look real bad now. Unless you do something here for us. Thinking to myself already, I said, if Brother Dietrich dies, I'm going to send a text to the apostles. We're going to raise him up. This person passed away a few months after that. <laughs> so he died. He died. Yeah. Was made. The cult's apostles also claim to have the authority to unsave members of the cult. This is their process of excommunicating and condemning members to hell as a form of discipline. The cult teaches that past... pretty bad discipline, hell, hellfire, but yeah, they, it's, it's tough love, but they gotta do it. ...have more spiritual authority over the wife and children than the husband. This is proven to be a useful weapon for the cult. There is a common practice of separating families when one of the spouses is a non-believer or leaves the cult. The pastors strongly encouraged divorce in such cases and even held to get restraining orders whenever possible. In <laughs> Because they cannot. This cult is so off the wall, so insane, that they can't have anything but a, but a, a 
grip like a both hands around every single um one of their followers next they have got to rule this thing with an iron fist because the doctrine is so insane and so control freakish that they really don't have an option if they want to perpetuate anybody with with half a brain that would look at their bible would say what is going on here with this this has got to be the most insane bunch of garbage you got to throw your bible out the door and do whatever they say and they have to have total control over you in order to do that and that's why they're so they're so like that in in, in regard to the control stuff 19 the apostle stephen hargrave went to northern mexico to pressure a local congregation to give more money to the apostles <laughs> and indicated that the cult was headed in a direction where the apostles would manage the money of the members oh, and so tonight we came to get some money. We plan on flying back tomorrow with our pockets full of your money. That's the This Lord. is one of the apostles. Yes. Amen. Ain't a lot of shouting now, but it's true. Amen. Now, remember what I said. You don't have to give it. But if you don't give it, we're not going to call you saved. Oh, so if you don't give the money, we're not going to call you saved. Because they have the power to unsave you. Or to say you're not saved if you don't give the money. We got to get paid. That's what he was just saying. I mean, I, I, that's the best thing I played yet. So how much money are you talking about, brother? A lot. <laughs> you better give a lot or you ain't saved is what he's saying flat out open i'm being serious yes sir i'm, I'm being serious i'm talking about a lot of money yes, hundreds of thousands yes. tonight brother tonight. tonight tonight you better give if you have the capability hundreds of thousands you're going to hear him in a little bit say you got to give up your iras you got to give up your houses you need to downsize give it all to the church give it all to the cult i mean you know, no, no, no red flags here at all. Not, not, not a little bit. You know, I'm converting as soon as I end the broadcast, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna become a Church of God, a Restoration cult member. Maybe I, maybe I can attain to one of their apostle statuses if I'm a real good little devil. Maybe if I, if I really play my cards right, in a few years, maybe some of the other apostles die off, and maybe I can get in there. Could you imagine? Oh, man. Sorry, I have to use sarcasm from time to time. I told somebody today, I told somebody today, you're not saved. I just told him that. <laughs> you devil. You devil. I would love for him to tell me that. Because <laughs> I would bury him in scripture. You're not saved, devil. You're on your way to hellfire and the lake of fire, devil. I wish you could see. He'd be begging you to turn from your wicked ways. If he had any kind of, I don't know, semblance of sanity in hell. But, you know, he probably still wouldn't listen. He's got it too good here on earth, raking in all that dough. And then guess what else I said? I said, if you want to get saved, you got to write a check, a big one. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I, I, I thought you can't pay for salvation. You can't. That's just a good start. Yes. So, yes, that's just the start. You better open that checkbook. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Give up your house. Give up your IRAs. That's just the start. I determine if you're saved.
See why I had to expose this death cult? And again, this di same dynamic is going on all over the planet. And thousands and thousands of other death cults just like it. I think it's easy to lose sight of that. All the wickedness that goes on in these pseudo-Christian denominations that also needs to be prayed against. And put some of that money at the apostles' feet. What will happen when we do that? Well, then that will be at the, at, the, at the convenience of the apostles. Well, what will happen with my business? That's none of your business. In November 2020, the leaders announced a new plan. They asked their members to take out all their savings, including retirement savings from their bank accounts, sell their houses and buy smaller ones, and hand their money over. Can you imagine if I did this? <laughs> Telling all my listeners, sell your houses or you're not saved because Scott Johnson said so. You better clear out your IRAs, downside your house, and I want it all. Because God told me to tell you that. Could you imagine if I said that to you? You will never, ever hear anything like that out of my mouth. I would rather die than, than do something like that or whatever. I, I would rather die as God is my witness. But evidently for the old church of God of restoration, it's just standard fare. Over to the apostles. They were told that their chief apostle is better at managing a business than the members managing their money themselves. <laughs> it's time we put our money where our faith is. Oh, yeah. We need your George Washingtons. Well, it seems like every time I'm hearing them now, all they care about is money. And this is that brother Tins Tinsman or whatever, their their chief devil, the one that you need to go to, go to God and pray. And you pray in his name now, you know, according to them. If you believe this, if you don't believe this, then please don't do what I'm about to say. But if you believe this, you need to empty out your IRAs and your 401ks. You say, well, if I take them out... And all the apostles are holding their hands up like the, the Baptists do. And then, oh, glory be to God. Glory be to God. We need that money. We need that money. I, I've I've seen a lot of stuff in churches. I've never seen anything like this. Not personally. Not this insane. Not this overt. Not this satanic. I'll have to pay a penalty. Get it out. Tell about this. Amen. It's time to go for broke. That's right. No, it's time to make his congregation broke. Is what he should have said. Time to get them out. Lay them at the apostles' feet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lay all that money you just got at the apostles' feet so they can... Only God knows what they're doing with this money. I mean, these guys are probably all Satanists and Luciferians at, in, in, at this level. They're probably just posing. I wouldn't surprise me one bit. This is probably their coven. These 13 apostles, they probably get together behind closed doors and, and do all kind of workings and rituals to Satan. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. That goes on all. In fact, those these types of cults are, are where this goes on. They're targeted by Luciferians, by occultists, by covens to infiltrate and to do that exact thing. Do you know what a fool? If, if Christians saw this, or if a non-Christian saw this and saw this 
evil going on. Do you know what fools it makes the body of Christ look like? Because they'll associate, this is Christianity, a lot of unsaved people. They'll say, oh, this must be Christianity or some form of it. I don't want anything to do with it. Well, that's exactly why Satan loves this. That, one more reason why he loves it. You don't have it anyway. Amen. With one little fair swoop of a pen, you won't get it either. And if you're going to get it, you better get it quick. Because soon, in one little move, it won't even be there. We need to sell some of our homes. It's good. Amen. Good. We need to sell our bodies to prostitution. Whatever you got to do to bring that money and lay it at the apostles' feet. Sell your children. Sell your blood. Sell your plasma. Donate. Sell your organs on the black market. Do whatever it takes to please the apostles because you go to God through Brother Tinsdale or Tinsman or whatever his name is. That's the new religion. Size. Yes. We're not going to be comfortable here anyway. And he has all his apostles, his his disciples around him, all shaking dutifully, shaking their head and looking at the crowd. And, oh, man, this is such mind control. This is so Jim Jones-like. If this doesn't turn into a suicide cult at the very end, I'd be amazed the way they're going. It's only trouble from here out. Amen. Amen. Your thought of living a luxurious life Amen. is over anyway. <laughs> You're going to belong to somebody. You're going to belong to the king. You're going to belong to Bill Gates. Come on. Or you're going to belong to these folks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not suggesting you to go homeless. I'm not even. Benevolent. How benevolent. Well, sell everything you got. I mean, everything. You You can get rid of that kidney. You don't need that kidney. You got God gave you two for a reason. You don't need that other eye. You can sell that too. Anything you got two of, you can get rid of. You can get rid of that lung, blood, plasma, whatever. And business, IRAs, every single thing you can liquidate and lay at the apostles' feet. And then you can all live in some big commune where we can really, really police you. And you can live out the remainder of your days and then plunge into hellfire forever and ever and ever. Because you trusted in some death cult instead of what the word of God says. That's all he's offering. That's what he's offering is hellfire. And misery until you get there. Suggesting you'd have no comforts. But I'm suggesting to go for broke. (laughs) Go for broke. Yes, sir. In March of 2020, Jacob Braun, one of the 12 apostles leading the their congregation in Steinbach, Manitoba. He ain't one of the apostles now, though. Uh, but he was one of them until 20. And this is a guy that finally saw the light. One of the 12 apostles leading the their congregation in Steinbach, Manitoba, sent out an audio message to his congregants, denouncing many of the cult's false teachings and evil practices, <laughs> stating that he was no longer willing to be part of those practices. Soon the audio was leaked, and Ray Tinsman found out about it. Braun was then summoned to a long interrogation session. His wife and kids were temporarily taken... Why on God's green earth, if he had made that, did he ever agree to a stinking interrogation sit-down with that Tinsman devil? Why? Why would you be so stupid? Because you know... They're going to pull you right back in. 
with their satanic tentacles. They're going to pull you right back in. And that's exactly what happened, unfortunately. From him. And he was forced to record another audio and videos stating that he had been wrong Hold about on. wife and kids were temporarily taken so from him. So his wife and kids were temporarily, just like this other guy, this Adam guy. That's what they do. They come in, they get your wife and kids. Like they're God or something. Well, they think they're God on, on the planet. So now they got, they're holding their, your wife and kids over you, over your head, saying you'll never see him again. Uh, in this case, Jacob Braun, you were one of the apostles. You're never going to be that again. We're going to take your wife and kids from you. Now you're really going to suffer. You know, I, stuff like this, I, I really pray, God, just make me your battle axe and weapons of war. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let me go confront this devil, tinsman, devil to his face. Really. I want to show him the sword of the spirit. I really do. I really do. Because my, my goal is to wipe all this wickedness off the planet. I, it really is. I, I, I wish... That's how I feel. Because I view these people as the worst scum of the scum of the scum of the earth. Because they're trying to ride the coattails of Christianity and Jesus Christ in order to fleece the flock and to mind control them and to damn their souls to hell forever. That's what their goal is. Now, they never admit that, but that is exactly what they are doing. And I take great personal offense to any devil or groups of devils like this doing that. That's how I feel personally, deep down. Just make me your battle axe and weapons of war. You know, because judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. Now, I'm not saying this is the house of the Lord, but it has that facade of being that. And this does nothing but give Christianity a black eye because people see this and they'll just lump everything in with that. They'll lump all the wickedness of Catholicism in Christianity. You know how many people have not gotten saved just because of that one dynamic alone over the thousands of years? Because devils like this make a mockery of Christianity. They're, they're nothing but their, of their father, the devil. That's all they are. And he was forced to record another audio and videos stating that he had been wrong about the statements in his original audio message, that he had been possessed with an evil spirit uh. and had been living in adultery which according to people aware of the situation, was not the case. <laughs> Jacob Braun was of course not allowed to return to his local congregation and was prohibited to speak to anyone about the situation. He is believed to have been ordered to move close to the cult's headquarters in the USA to receive punishment and retraining. Oh, he'll never let that, that dude out of their, their close, close monitoring ever again. No, no, no. He's done, man. That guy, that guy is just done. They'll never, he'll never get out from under the thumb of Satan now. This is a summary of what Henry Hildebrandt and the Church of God Restoration Cult are about. Please alert others. The Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. Well, that's some good fruit. I don't know if I ever reported on that much good fruit in a 15-minute video. I don't think I've ever done it. It's kind of fruit we want to bear as Christians, right? That, what we just heard. Oh, man, does that get me fired up? Oh, anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, I hope you can all see why I had to play that today. I just, 
that's how I get convicted. I'll have stuff dropped in my lap and I'll get convictions from God. It's not audible voices. I'm not saying that couldn't happen, but that's how my studies tend to fall together. And, and this is very much related, and I told you I'd mention this. God is not the author of confusion. At least 40,000 plus Christian denominations worldwide. Denominations are unbiblical and spoken against in the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. <clears throat> Some critics of Christianity are, are keen to point out that according to best estimates, there are roughly 40,000 Christian denominations worldwide. Now that was of 2014. Who knows what it is now? It could be 60, 50, I don't know. Because as things get more heretical, and as things get more apostate, and lukewarm, you're just going to see more and more splintering. You're going to see more and more cults forming. This is astoundingly large figure, and some see it as evidence that Christianity is divided. Oh, really? No, it's not divided. How could anybody see that as evidence that Christianity is divided? <laughs> Goes on to say, if Christians can't even agree among themselves, how can they make exclusive claims about absolute truth? Well, good point, and again, it brings a black eye on bible-believing christianity because people will look at that and say well who's got it right they can't even agree amongst themselves why do i want any part of that yeah satan loves it after a quick search online it's not hard to find a plethora of blog posts commenting on the large number of christian denominations and concluding all sorts of things oh well, yeah you can't really blame them that things like christianity has splintered into pieces or that there are 40,000 groups contradicting each other yep pretty much and 40,000 different interpretations of the bible yep pretty much hard to argue what does the bible say well it only takes four verses in the bible now there's more but these four verses should all should be all you need first corinthians um chapter 1 verses 10 through 13 here's what it says now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that ye speak the same thing. That ye all speak the same thing. This is the way God intended it from the beginning. They all spoke the same doctrine. And that there be no divisions among you. Yeah, but God, what about, we got 40,000 divisions. You... No is such a strong word, God. We've got 40,000. Can you give us that, God, please? No, the Bible says that there be no divisions among you. But that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. We are the so polar opposite of that. I've never heard these verses ever preached on in any church I was ever at. Ever. Because it would condemn the denomination that they're in. It's funny what they avoid in the denominational systems. Like I said to you all before, it's not what they said, it's what they never said that bothered me. And I don't even remember looking at these verses when I was in the church. I was probably blind to it. Because I was under the, their spell to a certain extent. God always broke me free. I, Lord knows I tried. Next verse. For it hath been declared unto me of 
me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Meaning, this is the start of what we see when the when Paul said, "When I depart, grievous wolves will come in." Okay, and they're gonna they're gonna basically splinter the body of Christ. The Book of Jude says, "Men of old would come to you, who were ordained unto this condemnation." speaking lasciviousness and lies and things of this nature. Jude, the book of Jude. Bible talks about this. These are the contentions and the contentions lead to splits. And the splits started the denominational systems that we have today. I would love to see and track it over the centuries. Like, okay, first century AD, second century AD, third, third century, and just see how many denominations, the splits, the splits, the splits up until the present day be interesting if somebody actually kept track of that see he's warning against this he's warning what um what what's being said here is that we're we're supposed to speak the same thing we're supposed to go by the word of god and that there be no divisions among us and that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind in the same judgment but what was happening is is contentions were coming in Next verse, now this I say, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul. I am of Apostle. So what was the source of the contentions? Well, one were saying, I'm of Paul. Paul led me to the Lord and baptized me. And one said, well, I am of Apollos. Apollos led me to the Lord and baptized me, pride. And I am of Cephas. And I am of Christ, meaning some of them obviously were saved through Jesus Christ. So there's four people mentioned there. And that evidently is the source of the contentions because maybe they, people, because pride came in and now they're starting to interpret things differently. Paul doesn't want any of this. He doesn't want, he wants there to be, that you, for them to speak the same thing, that there's no divisions, that you be perfectly joined together, the same mind and the same judgment. But that wasn't happening. Well, how would those divisions look? Well, I'm a I'm a Paulite. Well, I'm an Apollosite or whatever. First first denominational systems. Totally of Satan. Oh boy, preachers don't want to talk about this subject. No, no, no. So many subjects I've talked about over the years. They don't want nothing to do with none of it. Mm-mm. Then the next verse. Well, the question is asked: Is Christ divided? Question mark. Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? All these questions. All of this is total condemnation of the modern day denominational system. It's obvious. It's clear as day. And look at the mess we've got. Look at the fruit. Look at the fruit of that last video I just played. That's the fruit of what started right here in 1 Corinthians in the house of Chloe, that there are contentions. It started right there. Or at least it's one of the places it started. And look at what it's blossomed into over two centuries. Or, I mean, 2,000 years. Bible predicted it would be this way, but... Horrible. Absolutely horrible stuff. Alright, I'm going to go ahead and... Um, 
boy, if I can get this in. I think I can get this in. Okay, I'm, I looked, and I've actually got to splice three audios together here. Um, I looked, and I don't think I'm going to be able to get this next part in, and it's such a different subject. So I'm going to go ahead and just post this as part two, and we're going to go to part three. I don't, I have no idea how many parts I'm going to get today. It really depends on my energy holding out. But um, God bless you, and we will see you in part three.